and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. All right, here's a Black Mirror episode for you. Ready? The first uh, AI podcast. Yeah, there you go. It's like her, but spooky. It's like it's called him. Welcome to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs. This is a Marty AI wouldn't sound like a robot. This is the podcast. Sound like Scarlett Johansson about okay. dumb shit. This is like 1985 futurism, but also 1985 knows what uh, yeah. podcast is. I love you, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's canceled, so I don't know about that. He wasn't well, in 85, bud. Know. And also, the, uh, yeah, because the robot's from 85. Who else could the 1985 robot praise? Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> that was so praiseable. You're such a great producer, Harvey Weinstein. I love your work behind the scenes. Ronald Reagan is a great president. <laughs> the trickle-down economics is fantastic. Yeah, I, I I'm one, starting to one. think that the robot is, um, first of all, Minnesotan. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I'm starting to think the robot is not ignorant. He's just a piece of shit. I've <laughs> never done this before, but I have to express my feelings. I love you, Enron. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for oh. the power. <laughs> I'm well. shutting down. Hey, can I tell you something? Welcome <laughs> to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs. The <laughs> podcast about dumb shit. I'm hey. your main host, Scott. <laughs> oh, hey. boy. I'm your other main host, Kelly. I'm I'm no one. My name is is no one. You know what? That's not a bad call to, to do. <laughs> Your name hey, is Reek. Yeah. I'm hey. the Reek of the podcast. Hey, it's episode fifty four. We're sneaking in one more before we start Spooftober next month. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, but I just want to remind everyone: if you could wake up, uh, Billy, uh, Ray Cyrus, the, the guy from Green Day. <laughs> If you wake Billy, up Green Day, Billy it's Joel. September 30th. We're doing episode Billy 54. Joel Armstrong. And you got to wake up Billy uh, uh, Idol. Eilish. Yeah, you got to wake up Billy Eilish quickly because um, no Vocal Fry is over. It's just done. Yeah. No one's told her. Hey, the way she sings, I'm pretty sure she's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> got a genuine laugh from Marty hey, on that one. Hey, speaking of sleep, <laughs> this week we're doing the binge. <laughs> This week, we're reviewing The Binge, a 2020 action comedy spoof of The Purge, supposedly, but instead of one night of no laws, this movie is about one night where drinking and doing drugs is legal. This was a Hulu film original and is absolutely the most recent spoof we've done. So, where have spoof movies come as a genre? We will find out. This is not a spoof movie. (laughs) We'll get to it. There's honestly so little written about the movie besides just like it was kind of poorly reviewed. Yeah. Uh, and it is very much a recent spoof movie in that it was just like, what's a popular movie? What's a meme twist we can do on it? And how can we save as much money as possible? I wrote all of this before watching the movie and I was dead on in my assessment of what this movie was going to be. You kind of nailed it. This was once again 
a Kelly pick. What? I mean, okay. It, and we've had quite a run of Kelly picks. Kelly. We have, but this was more of like a hey, let's do the the binge because it came out recently, and we kind of yes. we never we're never on top of it. They're coming out with a Sandler, another Sandler movie on Netflix in like the ghost a week. One? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think it's that- a spoof, but also we just did a Sandler, so we're good for the next five years. I would compare it to when I pick like Fatal Instinct. It's like, I'm not really picking these because I really want to watch this. I just think it's something we should do. So I, I agree pi- with I you. I picked right. it because it's relevant. That's yeah, why I picked yeah. it. Right. And also because we had a one, it's September 30th. Tomorrow starts Spooktober. That's when we're yep. doing more spooky type. This is sort of films. a ramp up into Spooktober. Spooktober. It's yeah. definitely a Excuse ramp me. up into Spooktober. That said, don't watch the binge. Even if you're trying to watch <laughs> it just to get an idea of what we're talking about today, don't watch it. Go watch Super Bad. This movie is basically like Super Bad, but bad is how I feel yeah. about it. They should have called this movie Super Good. <laughs> I don't even have to say, gentlemen, what are your thoughts on this movie? Because you're already giving your thoughts. Yeah, you might as well never say it again, actually. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> we can just talk like fucking human beings to each other. <laughs> Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on this movie? Thank you, host spot. Humans. Um, yeah, I. this movie, besides just the very broad premise, is not a spoof of The Purge in any way. And that was the biggest shock of this movie was just like, why did they even do that? I just don't get it. Why is that the hook of this movie? It seemed like they like r- the writers like resented it the minute they like yes. decided on that premise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh cool, we finally got a paid writing gig. What are we doing? Yeah, Vince Vaughn's paying us to write uh it's called <laughs> the binge. It's it's like the purge, but with drugs is how it felt. Was he a pro- I couldn't find like if he was a producer or not. I don't think movie. he was. I, I don't just think brought he was. up because he was like the one actor the only... that everyone knows from it. So right, the one that they they could afford him. Mm-hmm. True Detective they... season th- two, right? I don't remember the worst season of True Detective. Yeah, that would be two. star <laughs> Vince Vaughn, <laughs> Colin Farrell. Uh, <laughs> they're both. They're both in that. <laughs> Yeah, this is though. It's much more of a uh, what if we just do super bad kind of it thing. Which felt is like a lot, super there's a lot bad. of comedies. Yeah, it felt like it, super bad, but bad. Like not 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 as fun and as relatable as super bad is. It's the same concept. It's two friends who are about to like leave high school and yeah. they want to get laid on their last. It's like this is the same movie, but it's like not a take on it at all. Well, it's so confusing. one of them. One of them is like kind of a uh, loudmouth guy, extroverted. Yeah. Uh, you know, sort of a dork, but like a heart of gold. Other one, a uh, little nerdy, a little introverted, quiet. Don't know how to ask this girl out. How do I ask mm-hmm. her out? <laughs> and he's God. the one having like the big, yeah, love interest. Yep. Yep. It's super bad. And, and then, then there's McLovin. They took the part. They took. Yes. It's like, what if we did um, The Purge? But uh, it's just, yeah, like one crime. It's just like a like yeah. more like it's just like a lower like, the only reason that, like, The Purge works as a premise is because it's so, like, campy and crazy. And then yeah. the, the it's, like, it's very hard to, like, obviously, like, 
So Lord of the Rings uh, <laughs> fellowship Where is this going? fellowship oh. opens with this this like big yes. like preamble because they have like a fuck ton of like world building to do yeah mm-hmm. and it's like because that's the only way to turn this like huge like series of like you know uh, some would argue overwritten books into like uh, uh, movies right but this movie is not based on anything. And so, like, if you're writing a movie that's an original story and you need, like, a fucking, like, ten-minute preamble just to, like, get the audience to choke the fucking premise down, then, like, maybe just, like, don't crumple up movie. that paper and yeah. start over. Honestly, that was the, my favorite part of the movie, though. I actually thought the stock footage with the, the narration was the... I thought it was at least, like, the most, like... It wasn't the most creative. There are two good bits in this movie, I think. But uh, I don't know. I was engaged with that. And then like 20 minutes goes by and I get that normal story structure is like, you know, you have to set everything up and then go 20 minutes in is usually a good marker for when like we're actually going to get into act two. But in this movie, like, dude, get to the fucking premise. And also this movie, I I have so much to say about this movie, actually. Uh, I'm going to step back. So I agree. Uh, I think the premise, though, could have been good. I just think like. I don't know. It's like they gave up on it Let's too quickly. Let's state the like, premise for the audience quick, too. It's just yes. that it's not just that drugs are legal on this one night. It's that they've been outlawed the other 364 days of the year. And then the theory is that, like, uh, people will do, like, one purge and then never want to do it again because you do so many drugs on that one night that it, like, ruins it for you. I think the movie supposes that it works, though, right? Don't they say it's like it they actually say, like, has a... 80 percent of people never do a second purge. Of those twenty percent, eighty percent of that twenty per, or something. You know what I mean? Where yeah, it's like less yeah. and less people do the twenty percent. Twenty Bernie. Bernie came out for a second. Yeah, he was waggling <laughs> his fingers at the screen. Um, right. And then there's a big. So not only do we get the big uh, ten minute like slideshow at the beginning of the movie then we get a literal slideshow when vince vaughn does another exposition scene right after we just were explained what's going on in he the does world. a literal slideshow he does a literal slideshow the worst scene in the movie i was like this it, it just ground the movie to a halt instantly i was like why would you ever do this for a comedy it was so if you had edited that eight minute done. scene down to like two minutes like there were like funny jokes within it but it was just yeah. like obviously with uh, so much of the Vince Vaughn material. I actually think that like Vince Vaughn has like some good moments in this movie, but the problem is they used like every single thing he did because they were so desperate for like content that like yeah. all of his scenes are just too long. Right. There's a scene at the end where he, he's the principal of the school, first of all. So mm-hmm. he's like kind of the antagonist of the movie, sort of, he's trying to hunt down his daughter who's participating in this, this binge and his daughter is being also hunted down in a different way by the main character who wants to ask her out to prom. Hunted? Hunted is such a This is a movie about here. a woman being hunted. Yeah. They there's a big party. It's called it's like at the library is basically yeah. where all this revolves around and it's just like in Superbad where you've got these two nerds, three nerds that are kind of trying to get to this one party Two best friend nerd, one wild card nerd. Yes. And that my there's so many it's literally like they took all of the meat off of the super bad script, took the outline, and then just wrote into it. Like there's the scene where he 
gets his head smashed in the t- well he goes to like his uh the third wild card nerd's brothers twin brothers place they're trying to get these wristbands to get into the party at the library right mm-hmm. and there's this big sort of tangent of a scene it's literally the same thing that happens in super bad where um shia labeouf and his friend <laughs> doogie hauser <laughs> I can't remember. There. Michael, Sarah, Jonah Hill. They go to <laughs> Jonah Hill is Doogie. That would be so weird. That would be such a fucking. That would be a different movie for sure. That would be. Oh, it's tangent. Did you guys see Shia LaBeouf uh, playing? Oh, he's like what's... drunk in his truck or whatever. He's stoned in his truck. He's playing the stoner character from Days of Confused. Yeah, not McConaughey. It's also not Days and Confused. It's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh. There's clips out of context oh. of Shia LaBeouf. Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Yeah, he's yes. playing Sean Penn's character. And there's a lot of these clips out of, out of context of Shia LaBeouf. He steals, like, every scene in that table read-through that they're doing. And he's, like, with Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. It's a crazy cast. And he is, yeah. like, he knocks it out of the park. I highly recommend watching, like, at least the scenes he's in because it's very funny. Um, anyway, interesting fucking like character. Like LaBeouf is like, I feel like he's like partially doing a performance, like his, yeah. it, like ex- extends beyond like the stage and screen. Like he, I don't he's know. very he, into it as an art form. Watch Honey Boy if you get a chance, and even Peanut Butter Falcon. I enjoyed it. It wasn't as good as Honey Boy, but uh, um, American Honey is the other one too. He's really good in that too. This guy loves honey. He is apparently yeah, honey and peanut butter. Uh, anyways, he's got a sweet tooth. I think he loves bees. Thanks for tuning in to Shia LaBeouf buffs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, they mm-hmm. they go to this party just like in Superbad, where Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah go to this party, and they get put in this uncomfortable situation. Their goal in and Superbad is to get the booze. The goal in the binge is to get these wristbands to get to the library. Uh, something that happens, it's sort of just out of order, but basically one of the characters loses their eyebrow. It's akin to Jonah Hill having to wear like 70s outfit clothing. It's just like an embarrassing trait to yes. have throughout the rest of the movie. That doesn't really matter that much, but it it's, the come same, up again. <laughs> it's the same joke. Like it comes up yes. every now and then like, look at this guy's eyebrow. Like but occasionally. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just like poorly executed worse the main character. Remember characters. when uh, Joe Latruglio came in and asked them if they were on MySpace? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great little side character in Superbad. That's the thing this movie's missing is like all the side characters in Superbad are all the funniest parts. This yeah. movie has no life to it at all. Well, it has these side characters, but they're all just obnoxious and hateable. Dude. Like, not relatable at all. Joe Latruglio yeah. in Superbad is like kind of like. <laughs> Yes. Uh, like you're you're like what is the deal with this guy? Like compared to, he's he's right and he's in the movie for such a short time but you like he's get in it for like, like 2 minutes. But he makes like <laughs> such an impression cuz you like yeah. get so much of like a vibe off this guy. Now compare that so it's almost like he's like three dimensional even though he's only in the movie for 2 minutes and then compare that to the character of like the main mean preppy girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's off. No character. Yes. No character her character was I'm very mean and I'm a bully and I suck. And like, I don't know. The biggest problem I had with this movie is that every single scene is a brand new movie. Like every scene 
they set up completely new stakes and new relationships between the characters. Like there's a scene early on when Vince Vaughn meets with the main character in a locker room. And he says like, remember how I got you into uh school? And it's just like, why would you bring it? He's like, I, I, it he, never comes up again. They're setting up this dynamic between the characters that don't need to be set up like yeah. at all. He literally says, remember, I got you into college. If you don't tell me where the party is, I'm going to, uh, to call the college and get you in trouble. And this kid is also trying to date his daughter in the movie. So it sets up like all of this shit in one scene. No build up to this at all. It's all completely new information. It's like terrible writing 101. Like, do well, not no, ever that's do the this thing. That would be a good, that would be a good central tension of the movie. Had they stuck with it. Correct. Or like if they had set it up, like, I'm just saying it's like, you can't, you can't just blindly bring that in. If the two mm-hmm. best friends like splitting off and, and not, and and he's going to college and he's staying in town, that would have been a good central tension had they committed to that. But this movie yes. picks so many, or, or the love story, this movie like yes. sets up so many like central tensions and, and like commits yeah. to none of them. I also wanted, this is the biggest thing I wanted from the movie. Cause I agree that the Vince Vaughn stuff was the most interesting parts. Uh, there's a part point in the movie where he starts to like just break other laws and stuff. And I was like, this is what I want to see is I want to see this guy who starts to lose his mind a little bit because he's overprotective of his daughter. And he starts breaking laws outside of just purging and binging for the night. He starts like actually doing the purge halfway through the movie. Like a sp- once it got to the uh, Vince Vaughn is the nude model scene. Um, I realized, like, legit, if this was the whole movie, if the if the principal was the main character of this movie, yeah. I would legit like it way more. I don't give a fuck about the teenagers. Yeah. Vince Vaughn's character is more, if they had written him, like, more, yes. and, and that's the thing, too, is he's, like, the only one, like, on screen who, like, I was buying, like, at any point. And then, again, like, they, they just had to use so much of his material. They couldn't edit anything out, so his performance suffers, but he's, like, in my opinion, the only good part of this movie. Yeah, it doesn't hurt that he's like the recognizable actor, too. So there's like a and he's just like he has a certain comedy performance style that just like is kind of always works like he's clearly gotten away with that his entire career, pretty much. Where were we at plot wise? I think I think from Who where Kelly left shit? Up, I, Do we have, really have to go? I mean, I, sorry, it's they, they get no, they get to the party and yeah. like. And then, and then it turns into beer fest at the end of the movie for yeah. some reason. <laughs> oh, again, again, the competition could have been a good central tension, but they, again, they like reference it lightly yeah. like twice throughout the movie, and then all of a sudden it's the finale. It is also the poorest uh, representation of drugs just I've ever seen, of like what drugs make you feel and do. I mean, they make the I'm camera not that... blurry. What? <laughs> they make the camera blurry. Yeah, they make. And zoom in and out. They shot through. They shot this whole movie through beer goggles, dude. It's crazy. I have two hands. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, just uh, as we always do, we're just gonna peel back that curtain just a little bit. Whoa. We're doing. We do two episodes every time we record, and one episode mm-hmm. we're doing this week is Shaun of the Dead. So, like, this movie compared to Shaun of the Dead is so. bad. And I think it's a great comparison though, because oh, Shaun of the crazy. Dead. What Shaun of the Dead does so well, which is we setting should talk up about everything. This. Can I? Can I? We should talk about this in the Shaun of the Dead episode. We will. Yeah. 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 I just I, wanted to bring up the juxtaposition between the binge and Shaun of the Dead is like, oh my god, it's like it's like eating a perfectly made steak <laughs> and then washing it down with a Big Mac from McDonald's. Like, <laughs> it does Whoa. not feel Don't good. Don't slag the Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. You could have said, like, a, just a pint glass of diarrhea. All right. Yeah, that's you. Same thing. Yeah. 
Uh, anyways, they go and they, they, Vince Vaughn's <laughs> like, I'm going to be a part of your team. He's a legend, apparently. Mm-hmm. D- didn't like they Will reference Smith. this like legend over and over again throughout the movie? And was I yes. just like not paying attention because I didn't think it was relevant? Yes, they did. But again, it's like because the plot, because the, the like what's the main tension of the movie is so all over the place and it's br- completely new every single scene. So it's like, you're, yeah, why would you ever think it's an important thing that's going to pay off? It's never, yeah, it's just not done in a way to it's, make you feel it's that like way. if in Citizen Kane they said Rosebud like 50 times over and over again <laughs> <laughs> before the end scene. <laughs> They do though. I mean, I mean they kind of did. He asks every single person, like, "What do you think Rosebud is?" But that's done in a, it's structured in a way so that he's yeah. not that bastard, great. and you don't want to hear what <laughs> he has nothing that's. to do with that sled. <laughs> Anything to do with that sled? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> this movie. What this movie does, I feel like a like a, tr- a sort of like a trademark for like bad comedy writing. Uh, at least from like some of the movies we've watched is like when they are trying to show you that like the characters like know each other uh, mm-hmm. like that they're friends and it's just it it's like so painful it's like it's yeah. like the most awkward like moments are like when people are having like inside jokes or like referencing like remember that time that we were both friends 2 years ago and yes. knew each other like <laughs> The first scene with the McLovin care is like just great. It's just like, why did we stop being friends with you? Oh, that's right, because of that one thing that happened to you. It's just like, oh my god. And don't again, do it this. never comes back up. But there are no never consequences to any of this shit. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I did think I thought so I had two things I thought were funny. I thought the um the cow resuscitation thing was a funny was the funniest bit in the movie probably for me and the musical number. Those are the two things where I thought, Ugh. okay, this movie tried. I at least Hard thought disagree. they were trying. Hot, like opposite. I, I didn't opposite. think they were yeah, me good. Too. Those were like the low points for me. Wow. <laughs> I at least liked that they were going out of the, because cause the thing is like the movie was just not deviating from Superbad's plot in any way no. that I just wanted anything that was any kind of different thing. They were tra- and so- those were like uh, distinguished like set piece bits. Yes. So I I can I can see what you're saying that like at least yeah. they went for that instead of just like droning on yeah but except they right. sucked <laughs> I'm not arguing that like the the musical number my point my note was just like I like that they're doing this it's poorly executed but I like that they're at least doing something with the movie because otherwise yeah it's just this like kind of half committed Apatow writing style and without any of the talent involved though you know it's like. Watching this and comparing it to Superbad, it's a little unfair because Superbad's, the cast of Superbad is so fucking good. Like, you yeah. forget how good, like, Emma Stone is in that movie, right? Like, Emma Stone, like, fucking You forget makes Emma Stone's movie. in it until you yes. boot the movie up and you're like, oh, shit, she's in oh, this right. and she crushes it. And she's great. It's, yeah. and it's, and it's, not only does she, it's, she crushes it, but it's like, it's, again, compare her to the love interest in this movie. It's like, if Emma Stone would, wasn't as good as she was, the movie would not work. Even though she's yes. like not like, you know, a quote-unquote main character in the movie. Right. If she wasn't like, really, if you couldn't understand why this character is in love with her, then the whole tension of the movie does not fucking make sense. Correct. She's like, she's not even the main character's love interest, she's the secondary main character's love interest, but she's so good in it, you forget that she's not even the main love interest of the movie, like... Becca, on the other hand, she needs to step it up compared to Stone. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get that Oscar, baby. Oh, the Al Pacino off thing at the end of the gauntlet was embarrassing. Yeah, that was awful. Embarrassing. (laughs) It's like... Embarrassing. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard in a movie to make like an inspiring speech seem believable 
And this fell so hard on its face. It's basically like that cringy moment when the whole plot revolves around one video going viral. And it's like, dude, that video would not have gone viral ever. (laughs) No. Ever. You can't. Oh, my God. No, it doesn't work that way. You can't have a plot point revolve around that shit. And that was like the ending of the movie. Ooh. Pointing to the Black Mirror thing, Scott Scott brought up re- earlier the one of the earlier episodes of Black Mirror. They do the Waldo movement, where it's like the talking bear thing that becomes like a politician. One of the worst episodes. Uh oh, I can't hear anybody. <laughs> oh, you were just cutting out a little. Yeah, bit. you cut out a bunch. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm gonna say I agree with you, Scott, but I'm <laughs> apprehensive about it. Yeah, to piggyback off what Scott oh, said. Oh, I was just saying that the Waldo episode is here's here's my thing with Black Mirror. Like it's ever it's feast and famine with the Black Mirror. The yeah. episodes are either yeah. really good or shite to use yep. the Brits. But term. what's great about their format is that it just resets every episode. Like yeah. it's just like, hey, oh that one's done. You don't have to like you're not that invested in it. Like one episode doesn't ruin the whole series yeah. all the time. They're like, but just yeah. kidding. That didn't happen. <laughs> Which is why I love spoof but this movies. did. <laughs> because after every spoof movie, I hit that reset button as hard as I can. I slam that reset button and I ask myself, why am I doing this? <laughs> and then you get to next week's episode and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. There are good ones. There's good They're movies so here. Rare. They're so rare. Never agree to doing a podcast about spoof movies. That's my advice to the world. Yeah. If anybody asks me, do you want to do another podcast about spoof movies? I'm going to affirm no. Mm. I would say yes. I would do another one. Um, the I have one more note that I just wanted to bring up. I do like, I did like the uh, like TGI Fridays, Applebee's-esque specials that they came up with for binge night like those shittily graphic design like magic mushroom burritos like that was a taco bell sort of gag but yeah i don't know when they were like at the tgi fridays or whatever there was some like stupid stuff that it's just like oh that's kind of nice but that's like really i mean i don't have a lot of good stuff to say about this movie just watch super bad just watch it Superbad might be like a better spoof of teen comedies. Like I feel like it's more it has more like oh, Superbad on has it than so this. much going for it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I here's here's my final thought before we get to rating it. And I'm going to sound like the fucking PTA association over here. Paul Thomas Anderson? Yeah, I love those films. Uh, <laughs> uh tell me what you think of this. There might be like some like 13, 14-year-old kid who's never done drugs before. And their parents got a Hulu subscription. They put this movie on. Again, Kelly mentioned that, um, like the you know their representation of like what drugs actually do to you. Like all drugs might as well have just been like drugs. Like drugs were just <laughs> drugs in this movie, yeah, right? Correct. Like they didn't do yes. like different things. Like they didn't like have any consequences to taking them besides again like them putting like a filter on the camera. And I do actually think that like, and especially when you're making like a teen movie um, that is like geared towards a younger audience, it is like almost irresponsible to have zero consequences uh, to the characters taking drugs other than like saying like, whoa, or like, you know. Yeah, they, and they actually use mushrooms as like a plot point cover up essentially. Like their whole group, their friend group was falling apart. 
and they have like this really heartfelt moment of like you didn't have to hang out with me if you didn't want to i can do i like i'm fine on my own to the third wild card guy and then the main two characters getting in a fight and then they just were like oh we just did mushrooms and now we're going into a musical number and it's just like why did you have all that stuff about like breaking like what was the point of this sort of you know climax type moment in the movie if you're just gonna erase it and walk it back like five minutes it was really stupid because this movie is just it's it's the same this the thing with these hulu originals and the netflix originals like so many of them they're just like i don't know if they actually do this or not where they like look at their algorithms and just say okay we need to do a teen comedy that checks all these boxes so that when people are searching for it they get the thing that scratches because this whole movie it it's shot in a way like every single other like straight to streaming service movie looks like it's acted like those movies are is everything's so flat and they have flat. like one or two big name actors or actresses right, right. Yeah. and everything else is done so cheaply and so just like flatly composition wise like it's no one's trying to do anything creative here and yeah. the performances and and so the story structure and performances also suffer as a result of that because i don't think i feel like people just don't even try in these movies sometimes it really bums me out i like, agree with all your critiques of the plot of this movie but what i'm saying is a pile of cocaine that big would cost fifty thousand dollars, and if you stick your face Fair. into it, you will die. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yes, that's, that's what I'm saying. Well, it depends on what it's cut with, Scott. Um, <laughs> it's cut with uh, candy. That's what I'm saying. Is there is no like nuance or like honestly like respect towards drugs in this movie, and I think as it's responsible. As someone who basically uh, made a anti-drug PSA as a movie, um, I agree with you. <laughs> as someone who has gotten a lot of their information about drugs off Erowid because the drug education that I got as a kid had failed me, I also agree with Honestly, you. Honestly, like, if they had like treated like drug use like... Uh as though it had consequences, the plot of this movie could be, like, way more interesting. Oh, too. way more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. people dying from it. Or, or or just, again, like, just, like, or it alters their behavior other than being, like, everybody acted, like, drunk. That was, like, the only, like, drug that was, like, accurately represented. And even that wasn't accurate because at the beginning, like, when they started their binge, they took, like, 20 shots again yeah if it's you, like you do would that just, you you're would pass done. out like yeah yeah you're not gonna remember the rest of the night you're gonna pass out at the applebee's bar yeah and the waitress is and gonna so then poke it's like you if you're gonna broomstick. do that if you're gonna have people do a cartoonish amount of drugs then more cartoonish stuff has to happen like what i don't know whatever yeah we're beating a dead horse do we do we rate this mother i was gonna say they do that with the the first time they start drinking they react a little violently and i i was like you guys i was like oh is it gonna be like they actually like have consequences they, they realize like oh drinking that much that quickly is like terrible that for you. seemed like a central tension in the movie too that was what the point of the whole vince vaughn yes. thing was that was right, setting up that central and again no commitment that's what I'm saying. Like, if it had been like Vince Vaughn starts getting too drunk and he starts like acting like a violent asshole, I'm like, that's nobody that learns any lesson thing. in this movie. Things just happen. Yeah. Yes. As a spoof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a spoof, one out of ten, because I will acknowledge that the title and the premise kind of reference the fact that there's a movie called The Purge. Uh, and then as a movie, also one out of ten, because again, like, well, <sighs> As a movie, 0.5 out of 10. It made me a little bit mad. Yeah, as a movie, 1 out of 10. As a spoof, 
I don't know, two out of ten. It just like barely qualifies as a spoof, barely crosses that line, and then it's just not a good movie. Like every, like I, it's just frustrating to watch something like this. It did just feel like it's it's like a counterfeit of super bad. So I just can't help but say just go watch super bad because that's a masterpiece in my opinion. As a spoof, zero out of ten. <gasps> if this counts as a spoof of the purge, then every movie is a spoof of the purge because this movie is basically just they go on an adventure over the course of a night. That's like every fucking movie ever. So this now, is not a spoof. Marty. No. That's the the premise I, is still purge esque. It's still the one thing night. of stuff being legal on one night. Come on, yeah, one night of legality. I, like, okay, I'll give it a ten out of ten for the first five minutes of the movie, and then a zero out of ten for everything else. Which, in my multiplication scale, oh that makes my it a God. zero. Out of 10. Okay, never mind. No, fine, zero out of it's ten. An additive your, thing. It's fine. It's an additive. Thing. It's fine. Hold on. I don't know. He doesn't have to change it. Just keep going. <laughs> How long is the binge movie? Hey, Siri, how long okay. is the binge? Kelly, I'll do my movie rating while you do math. As a movie, 3 out of 10. It's not as bad as, like, some of the really, really shitty spoof movies we've watched. So it's it's like it's like a, it's like weird, because it's like, this movie was really bad, and it was unwatchable for the most part, but it wasn't as terrible as, like, the really bottom-of-the-barrel stuff we've watched. Um, it's just really forgettable. So 3 out of 10. Yeah, Kelly, I would say the, the good the good moments the the actually good moments in this movie were better than like the good moments of the other shit movies we've watched. If that makes like, sense, like I don't even know if I agree with that because I feel like I feel like I feel like it's almost like the bottoms of this movie are not as deep as the bottoms of like Super Fast, right? Like Super Fast has like a couple jokes that made me laugh out loud. This movie zero jokes made me laugh out loud, but nothing was as offensive or horrible as that movie. <laughs> Marty, if you're giving it a 10 out of 10 for the first five minutes of the movie, you're giving it a <laughs> 0.05 out of 10 for the whole okay, movie. Okay, I stand by that. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, Kel. Yeah. I got a quick question. Yeah, what, uh, what's up? Hey, man, you guys have... <laughs> oh, I do. Um... You're just going to have to give me a minute. I'm pretty hungover from last night, dude. Oh, what happened, bro? There's this party. It was awfully crazy. Whoa, Kelly, you know, you're going to a party right now? No, I no, went to a party night. last night, and Dumbass. it was awfully crazy, and I just wish someone taped it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because I, uh, I can't even remember. I, I forgot it's March 1st also. I danced my ass off, Yeah. and I had this one girl completely naked. What do you mean by that? As this week we're doing, I <laughs> no, no, love no, college. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lyrics to I no, love you're college. You're gonna have to Scott. expound on that, Scott. Scott, it's these are the ex- explanation is that it's a- Asher Roth. Asher Roth's I love college. As I look it up, because I don't have a link for you guys right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, he didn't do his homework. I did my homework. It came out in 2009. Here are the lyrics. <laughs> it's oh, available God. on Spotify, YouTube Music, Apple Music. I have a little game for us to play. It's a little, Let's. I just want to see, just going to give you guys some scenarios, see how much you actually loved college. Wait, when are we going to listen to the song? Um, You can listen to it right now. It's fine. <laughs> okay, I guess this That'll is be a smooth edit. That'll <laughs> that be a smooth edit. <laughs> Would you please put it in the air? 
That party last night was awfully crazy. I wish we taped it. I danced my face off and had this one girl completely naked. Drink my drink and smoke my. Here's, here's what people ask about Azeroth. The top question people also ask when you Google search at Azeroth's I Love College. The first question is, what college did Azeroth go to? He went to Westchester University of Pennsylvania. I'm sure there are there were some assholes who were just like, I gotta go there, man. <laughs> uh, the second question is, what happened to Azeroth? <laughs> it just says he retreated from the mainstream. It looks like it's like uh Yeah, it was his choice. With him. Yeah, it was his choice. <laughs> That's a good look for him. So for this week, I got a little choose it's a little choose your own adventure, boys. Ooh. Oh my god. And it's Ooh. gonna help me determine if you really loved college or not. I yes. love drinking. <laughs> Alright, let me let me sit up straight for this one. Ooh, yep. Good Ooh. posture helps. Ooh. I like smoking. Marty and Scott, <laughs> you're walking down a street just off campus's main drag at your local university. It's a Friday night, just around dusk o'clock. You see a group of about five frat dudes on a porch playing beer pong. Their smiles and laughter are inviting enough to overlap their intimidating size. <laughs> a few houses down, there's a group of friends tossing around a frisbee back and forth across the street, pausing to let cars pass. And the smell of a bonfire wafts from back from a backyard of a community center where the local church youth group hangs out. Do you go to the frat porch, the frisbee group, or the bonfire? You guys can split up. You don't have to stick together if you don't want okay. to. Okay, but we're together so, right now. So Scott, let me let me level this to you. What if we just go back to our dorm room and just yeah. hang out eating chips in in our room? Dude, let's play some Smash. Yeah, that sounds like a good time, I think. Hold on, I'm turning around. Thrunk. Oh, no. What's this oh, an no. invisible barrier? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we get through it? We have to find out what's going on. Oh no, let me out. Let's go ask let's go ask the beer pong guys if they'll help us get okay. through the barrier. <laughs> All right. DM, we go to the beer pong. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read this as if only one of you went to the beer pong, but it's the same events are happening for both of you, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Tyler, Zach, and Cooper welcome you to the party. Brokahannas, you're just in time, Tyler explains, pecs rippling out of his surprisingly nice-smelling tank top. The pong table just opened up, and I need a Scotty Pippen to my Shaquille O'Neal. You and Tyler absolutely crush the pong table, running down incoming challengers two by two. The keystone light starts to catch up with your piss sack and you excuse yourself to take a whiz. <laughs> I heard there's a fire in the bathroom and I got just the tool to put it out. You say, pointing at your dick. My hose. <laughs> Zach, Zach's mannerisms are rubbing off on you. In the bathroom, your curiosity gets the best of you and you open an outdated medicine cabinet. In it, you find a miniature issue of Sports Illustrated and two bricks of what <laughs> appear to be either opiates or cocaine. Oh. Do you close the cabinet and walk away, check out the Sports Illustrated, or get a close look at the heroin and or cocaine? Okay, so those guys did not help us with the invisible barrier at all. No. That's fine. <laughs> I'm invested I, in, I'm going to check out the Sports Illustrated. You yeah, do me whatever too. You want. I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay, read I'm going to check out the cocaine while he checks out the Sports Illustrated. <laughs> okay, Scott's right. going to do a line off the Sports Illustrated. Yeah, we'll it's do. almost like... <laughs> Let's do heroin. We'll do the heroin one first. 
You pick up the heroin, take a close look, and put it back, realizing the implication of someone seeing you with thousands of dollars of drugs in your hands. Before you put it back, a hand shuts the rustic medicine cabinet mirror, and you see a police officer in the reflection. <laughs> it's Tyler. With disappointment pouring from his eyes, he begins to read you your Miranda rights. You do not love college. <laughs> oh my god, it was a setup! <laughs> All right. Kelly, did you did you write all of that? Yeah, I wrote all this. <laughs> oh, that was... Hold on. Uh, I was... reach into my pocket and grab my time dagger from Prince of Persia <laughs> and rewind to go check out the uh oh. the, the Frisbee Bros. I'm still reading I'm still reading <laughs> well, my Sports you. Illustrated. <laughs> I'm sports in the Illustrated, what's next? You okay. crack open the Sports Illustrated and weed falls out? The next page, a lighter falls out? What the heck? And then when you open the centerfold of Michael Phelps doing a butterfly stroke, a Nike brand bong falls out? Michael Phelps reaches his hand out of the magazine, packs the bong, lights it for you as you inhale? You win the gold medal of partying, and you do indeed love college. (laughs) Good for you, Marty. Oh, holy shit, I won. I won. Not all of us could be so lucky. Uh, I'm sorry, Scott. I'll bail you out. Don't worry. I hate college. (laughs) I'm just going to read my favorite one, which is close the cabinet and walk away. Tyler greets you in the hall outside the bathroom. Oh, sorry, bro. I didn't realize you were in there. He says it it awkwardly and definitely knew where you were, but tries to play it off cool. You can tell he's nervous, but it's kind of cute. This isn't the Tyler you thought you knew. Hey, bro, we're out of Keystone, and I don't want this night to be over just yet. Want a beer run with me? You agree. As you and him walk to the local beer salesman, you talk about existence. He takes you on what he calls a brief detour. You both climb a hill, and when you get to the top, you're completely out of breath. You get the feeling that that won't be the last time Tyler takes your breath away. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, there's a bench on top of that hill. You sit on, you catch at your breath, and when you catch your bearings, you see the bench overlooks your dinky college town. It is gorgeous. You see the neon flickering of Pete's Pizza Place, who has the best lunch special in town, all the way to the soft glow of City Hall bouncing off the rigid pillars, and of course the silhouette of the obnoxiously tall water slide at the YMCA, a harvest moon glows directly behind it. You know, bro, my dad took me here when I was a kid. He always explained how we are ultimately the ones that decide what matters. I think about him a lot. You respond, wow, Tyler, I didn't realize how deep you could get. That is the night you realize that you do not love college. You love Tyler. You grow old with him and raise a beautiful family. You should be very proud. That's Kelly, beautiful. I applaud you. That is the best segment you've ever done on the show. That Kelly, was why is your shirt off and you're holding a rose in your mouth? <laughs> what can I say? I'll save the other options for some other choose-your-own-adventure someday. Ooh, yeah. Because yeah. I do not want to spend another hour and a half writing this shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah okay now it makes sense why it took so long that makes sense hey marty hey kelly what's up do you got a product for us this week's novelty product is a coffee holder made specifically for your shower we're gonna unbox this Ooh, it's an unboxing podcast can i say something quick just a first thought off the top of the head yeah yeah disgusting (laughs) i think see i think our opinions of it it's just like uh how do I say this politely? I don't think it's that disgusting because my shower is pretty clean. I feel like if I had a dirty shower, though, I would say that is very gross. So what are you saying, Scott? <laughs> hey, how the hell did this get <laughs> flipped around me? 
Okay. I'm saying even in a clean shower, what's gonna happen is the flex of like what like fucking like uh Irish spring tinted like water is gonna be like bouncing off you into your mug. I you don't like Irish spring creamer in your coffee. That's not creamer, <laughs> it's creamer. <laughs> <clears throat> so this week's product, a Holder for your coffee in your shower. A shower is a place in which a person bathes under oh a spray of typically warm or hot water. Indoors, there is a drain in the floor. Most showers have temperature, spray pressure, and adjustable shower head nozzles. The simplest showers Some have a swiveling don't have nozzle spray pressure, though. <laughs> aiming down on the user, while more complex showers have a shower head connected to a hose that has a mounting bracket. So this week's quiz, gentlemen, is the shower quiz. A quiz on things used in a shower. Things about showers, etc. So you you told us what the product was, (laughs) and then you told us what showers were, Uh and then we go into the quiz. Uh Uh-huh, correct. All right. (laughs) Correct. Question number one. When was Irish Spring first marketed by the Colgate Palmolive Company? 1940. Nine. Kelly? 1948. Ooh, 1970s. Scott Damn. gets the first point. I was going to guess 1969, but I resisted. <laughs> nice. You were been close. In what U.S. state was the longest ever rain shower? Hint, this became a state after the year 1876. Washington. Scott? 1876. 1876. Wouldn't dwell on that too much. It was just to give you an idea of <laughs> narrowing it down. It's a probably bit. out west. It's probably not on the east coast. Yep, I'm gonna say Oregon. Ooh, Hawaii. Oh wow, it became a state Hawaii. that early. I didn't know that. Uh, no, after eight. So it was it was 19 something. Hawaii is like yeah, 1930 it was, or Dude, it was like 1960 something. Why the fuck are you talking about 1876? Because I didn't want to. Oh, God. I said it became a state after 1876. It was a demarcation line. There's like 15 states that became states after then. So right, that was just a little. Oh, I didn't know about the demarcation line that allowed the 15th town. Oh, my God. Oh, there's two Martys oh. in the chat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Next time, no hints. Seriously, no more hints. Your hint made it more confusing. What's the opposite of a hint? (laughs) Number three in the following. Obfuscation. That was an obfuscation. (laughs) It's a red Yeah. Did you Google that? (laughs) No, I'm just a very literate man. In the film Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, John Candy plays a traveling salesman. What does he sell? Candy. <laughs> nah, trick question. He's in a polka band. <laughs> Ooh. Wrong movie. <laughs> he sells shower curtain rings. Damn it. Oh, that's why it has something to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> question number four. In toss juggling, what is the name of the juggling pattern for juggling three or more objects? Shower. Scott gets it. It is called my guess shower juggle. <laughs> Scott is a two hey, Can here. I d- put my answer for the next question in advance? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Irish would Springs. All right. Okay. <laughs> Number five. Which spoof legend recorded his first single in the bathroom across from the California Polytech Nick State University student radio station? Weird Al. 
Kelly gets the point. Nice. Oh. One to one, right? Two to Wait, one. Two, two to one. one. Scott has a two to one lead. But this next question is worth five points. This is the final question. I'm going to ask you both to shower me with a compliment. <laughs> the person who gives me the best compliment oh will receive five God. points. It doesn't have to be a true compliment. I want to be clear. It this just is has the to most be the best pathetic. compliment. This is the <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. This is truly sad. Like, yeah, I'm so uncomfortable right now. It doesn't have to be true. You can make something up. Best compliment wins. Marty, why is your shirt off with a rose in your mouth? Marty, you're the number one person I know who has also recorded... 153 episodes of podcasts. Wow. Nice. Oh, that's a pretty good one, Scott. You gotta beat that. Marty, you laugh a lot. Is that a compliment or a fact? Yeah, I gotta give the, I gotta give it to Kelly. That was his was the only one that was actually oh, a compliment. Does the king approve of the is, <laughs> Scott, you should have went with Marty, you ugly with that laugh though. Oh, oh no, no. Inside joke. Edit it out. Edit it out. Sorry. No, we're keeping it. We're keeping it. Uh, Marty dreams of Versace. <laughs> Uh, that is going to do it for the shower quiz. Oh, thought, Kelly is the winner. Oh, though, just the one. I thought you only you, get one. No, oh, you get this one whole time. Chance. I thought we had to volley five compliments no, back and forth. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, I just wanted one from each of you. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was making such a big deal out of. It. I was like, oh my god, okay, we had to do yeah, this for like no, 15 minutes. No, no, that would have been that. See, that's well, what a narcissistic thing for you to think of me as. Like, I just wanted one good compliment from my friend. <laughs> You're so humble. <laughs> You're very modest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a good quiz, I gotta say. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Well, that's gonna do it for us this week. Our very our very themed episode. Kelly did something themed on college and binging. I did a themed thing on kind of on (laughs) college and binging. I didn't Uh, shower much in college. (laughs) I still don't shower much. (laughs) Wow. Jesus. I shower like twice a day. Yeah, that's too much though. That's bad for your skin. Yeah, I know. Is this our it promo? <laughs> this, yeah, this will this be is the promo. highlight. This is the highlight. <laughs> I shower once a day, Kelly Dean. <laughs> oh, hey. Now I've spent a lot of time talking to you guys. Now I want to say something to the audience. Please be my guest. Audience, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Next week we're doing Singing in the Rain. <laughs> That would be nice, actually. (laughs) 